Hey, Gigi, how are you? Hi, Nikki. I'm doing wonderful. <laughs> well, I'm hold good. on, how are you? Oh, yeah. hi. Oh. Hi. Okay. How are you? Hi. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. And yourself? <laughs> Um, I'm good. I'm, I'm good. like on autopilot. No, I'm on okay. autopilot. Okay. Sorry. So I think that um, for I'm just going to put it out there just for our listeners to know that our recording today is not happening on a Thursday, right? It's happening a little bit earlier. We are on a Tuesday night in mm -hmm. Nikki's home recording. Yep. yep. And we figured that we didn't want to have this conversation early in the morning on a Thursday. So because we were going to be touching on a very touchy subject. Um, that we would do this a few days before and be in a private, you know, safe place where we can just talk about whatever it is that we're going to talk about today. Yes. Yeah. And with a glass of wine. Yes. Which is a perfect setting. Yes. 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 <laughs> perfect for, setting. For our conversation because, you know, it's going to get intense. Or for the family. Too. Prepare. Yeah. Yes. What is that show called <laughs> that you were talking about before? That, uh... um, ¿Qué pasa USA? Dude, this is like that household. This is, I'm telling you, I'm telling you. Yeah. I tell people all the time, I'm like, y'all don't yeah, know. Yeah, but they don't believe you. you. No, they don't believe me. No, no. They do not believe me. I'm like, you guys don't understand. My house is literally tiny. Yeah. Mind you, I've lived in this house for 21 years. Yeah. But in this house, from being my ex-husband, myself, yeah. and the twins when they were little, and then obviously my family has changed so much throughout the 21 years. From being just the four of us to then um, me getting divorced and then it being the three of us and then me meeting Lewis yeah. and then my stepson came along and my stepdaughter and then the twins and then William came along and then, you know, so it's been like a party of three, four to a party of three to a party of seven, literally yeah, yeah, overnight, yeah. Yeah, that's you know, crazy. so it's been, it's been crazy, but it's, I wouldn't change it for no, anything I wouldn't in the world. Because I think that, uh, first of all, your home is very cozy, so I love it. Thank you. Um, and very family oriented <laughs> and very warm, you know, um, and I, it's, it's a great feeling because at least like your evenings, there's always something happening here. Right? There is always, which is fucking a riot in here. It's which, a, it's a fucking riot. It's, it's never like, a dull moment. You can never just come home and relax. Yeah, no. Yeah. So if I want to do that, I have to come home. And take a shower and just stay in my room. Okay, understandable. Nothing you know, wrong with that either. And I and I I don't think I if I had to count the amount of times I've done that. Yeah. Even when I've had a bad day, this brightens up my day. Of course. The of craziness course. here, you know. So yeah, it's always yeah, yeah. it's always enjoyable. So that's a I good thing. I love it. I yeah. love it. So last week when we recorded, you uh, put out a topic, right? And I just I'm gonna ask you to share that topic again so that we can make that our topic of of this week because I, I really liked it and I feel like we can shine some light into mm -hmm. some sort of either darkness that has happened in our world before. So um, I really want to talk about that subject. So what was that subject that we spoke about last week? So this kind of, my idea came, uh, it stemmed out of uh, the, the comment that we made last week about maybe um, ha being sexually assaulted or yeah. having um, an uncomfortable situation when we were younger. Yeah. So um, I felt that we should kind of hone in on that idea of something that did or didn't happen when we were younger that has kind of paved the way of who we are today. Mm -hmm. Did it change you for the better? Did, mm -hmm. it, did it hinder you from mm -hmm. being what you feel that you could be? Or do you think that that has... Um, molded you in some way mm -hmm. on the strength that you have now the mm -hmm. courage mm -hmm. you have now mm -hmm. have you been hiding it 
has it made you quiet because yes. of that event? So I think that uh, the whole topic is going to be, you know, we experienced something in the past, whether good or bad, scary, whatever it is. And it's either made us who we are or um, has changed our perception of life or our our way of being, our life. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. I mean, of course. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? So, what do you think? I mean, I, I love that topic, right? Because we each go through our individual experiences, right? Whether it be with family relationships, sexual abuse, emotional or physical abuse, right? Mm -hmm. um, everyone goes through their own experience and we grow from that. Right. Well, some grow from that, right? Other right. people decide to just play a role of victim and we can't really control that. Uh, right. And some but, people um, get stuck there and they, they never come out of it. Or you get stuck, yeah, yeah. And you just don't know which direction to go with, right? right. You don't learn forgiveness. You don't, uh, don't want to move forward. You're scared. You're stuck. And right. it is what it is, you know? Right. But, um, but yeah, like at least for me, um, I've had several things that has happened to me, right? And that I feel that if it wasn't, if it wasn't in place or if it didn't happen, then maybe my life would be different. And there's numerous of things because we could talk about the fact that my father's serving a life uh, time in prison, right? And he's never going to come out. And I didn't grow up with my father. And, my and that's mom, something huge. And that is something huge because growing up, you know, my friends had both parents, right? Mm -hmm. And you always saw daddy. And although I had kind of like a daddy figure in my world, I had, uh, which was my grandfather, I was raised by a single mom, right? And um, and I think I'm, I wanted to talk about sexual abuse, but I think I'm going to hit on this subject because now that I'm thinking about it, um, this one played a very vital role into even my in your upbringing, in my upbringing, in my relationships, in my trust issues, in my self-worth, in the way that I saw myself and perceived myself and how important it is for people to see me a certain way. And now that I'm a mom in my role as a mother. So um, as I mentioned before, my dad, I, my dad got incarcerated since I was three years old, right? So all my life, this person has been in prison, missing. right? Mm -hmm. Missing. I grew up with a single mom that basically my grandparents raised me. And and although I didn't miss that father figure in my life because my grandfather took that role. Because you had people that loved you that filled the role. Correct. I still had missing parts, right? right. I still had a mother that had to work a full-time job that didn't dedicate me any time because she had to work to support me, right? And then I grew up always asking myself, when is daddy coming home? And because my mom felt very guilty and felt very bad, she would tell me, oh, he's coming home soon. So that was my thing growing up. My dad is coming. So she home lied soon. to you. She lied to me. So because of that, right, I felt that every time that daddy never came home, I thought it was because of me that I did something wrong, that there was something wrong with me, that he didn't love me. And um, and it, this was every single year. So for my birthday time, my dad would uh, and he would always call me every fucking day and he would always write to me weekly. So I knew that my dad was So the contact clear. was there. The contact was there. But when I would talk to him, he would tell me, oh, te amo chula, I miss you, I can't wait to see you, and soon daddy's going to be there with you for your birthday. So on my birthday, and I'm going to cry because mm -hmm. my birthday would come. And, and you were hoping that you would see him. 
and he would just never show never up. Never show up. Like he would just he was never there. Hmm. And then um, Christmas. Yeah, and that's would something come. as a kid, as a now as an adult. Yeah, it's painful because you remember that pain. But it's as a horrible. child, yeah. that's heartbreaking. You're wa- you're waiting, and then when that time doesn't show up, you think that there's something wrong with you, that it's you, that or you're that you the caused problem, it. or that you caused it. So I grew up from my childhood, since I was four years old, talking to this man, writing to him, and waiting for him to come home. And mm. all that needed to be done at that point was real communication with me of course. and my mom letting me know, listen, honey, your dad is in prison, not because he did something wrong, because now you have to identify what's good and wrong, right? right and what right. may be wrong for you may not be something that's going to cause you to be in life in prison, right? Of course. But your dad did something that he was not supposed to do that was illegal, and therefore, he's paying the consequences, right? right. And and that's why he's in jail, and that's why he's not here with you, and that's why you have a wonderful, beautiful, loving family that's here with you. Right. So now, moving forward, all of these years, what happens? I don't, um, I don't get attached, right? Because I feel like, oh well, if I find a good person, then they're just the universe is just going to take him away from me, and because I'm not worthy, I'm not worthy of having something mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, your brain, or great. your brain does that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and then for me, it it was like, okay, so relationships I was shitty at, I didn't commit because I'm not going to commit. Because then you're going to leave, and then my heart is going to be broken. So then what am I going to do? I'm going to sabotage my own relationships, and I'm going to leave, and I'm going to be the runner because um, you're not going to leave me, you know? Right. Or... You want to have the upper hand. I want to have the upper hand. Mm-hmm. Or I would date married people. I am like, I'm not committing to you. You know, I make the rules. I'm going to date you, and you're going to be married, and I could be the side chick. I'm fine. Because whenever this is not working out, I'm leaving. I can walk. And I can walk. Mm-hmm. And there was just no commitment from my end, right? And then, um, and, and, and so much happens in between the years that you have trust issues. Your walls are up. Mm-hmm. And then the now, self-worth also the self-worth. is. Yeah. And when things are going great, like in your school and profession, work-wise with friends, then you think that something's going to happen that this is all going to be removed and being taken away from you because you're not worthy of having such great things Mm -hmm. in your life because there's no possible way that the universe and that God can give you something so beautiful and and give you even happiness. Right. It's impossible. All your life, you've been waiting for your dad to come home and every single year after year after year, you've been disappointed and nobody tells you why. Right. You know? So now, years go by and lots of money spent in therapy to identify all of these issues that, that you deal with. And, um... And now I have a daughter, right? And I'm talking to Amen. you about years, years down the line. Yeah. Now I have Penelope. And now, you know, I love this person, like, more than life itself. And now I'm like, but wait, I'm horrible. I am not going to do a great job at this. I'm going to fail just like my dad and my mom failed me, right? And, oh, I'm going to end up in jail like my dad. So what does my brain tell me? Oh, well, now you're going to do things of Think of things that are going to end up, that are going to make you end up in jail. Like you kill your daughter, like you hurt her, like you do all of these things. You have these intrusive thoughts and they are horrendous and they're horrible. So, so yes, if that would have been different. It's a constant battle. It is. In it's your horrible. brain. 
It is. It's, it's incredible. Um, I don't think people, people realize. Not many people know this about me. Like yeah. not many people, because when you see me, I don't come off across like yeah. this guilt and this. Yeah, yeah, know, yeah, like, yeah. I just see myself. It's things different. that are below the surface. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel that if my mother would have at least handled, communicated, communicated and been honest with me from the beginning, then I wouldn't feel this way. Then I would have been like, okay, he fucked up. He did wrong. He's doing the time. His loss, correct. Right? Instead of and led I'm you and good. led you and and led you to believe that you are worthy of living yes. a plentiful, very healthy or life of love with absolutely and you not know? doubting your thoughts, yeah. your feelings, and doubting yourself as to why you're feeling this way. Why do you have this yeah. guilt kind of hovering yeah. over horrible, you? Horrible, horrible, you know? horrible. So she definitely, you know, that's something that. A lot of moms, this is good. Like you want to cover it up. Like fuck you no. don't cover it up. We you know, it is what it is. You kids, make mistakes. You, know? you have to own up yeah. to them and you need to be honest. Um, because if not, they're gonna ruin everyone that yeah. that surrounds you. Yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah no, it's it's a, it's a horrible it's a, it was a horrible thing for me and now and even now I'm still learning how to get through it and what like even having Penelope, um, my mother asked me, Are you gonna go take Penelope to see your dad? Your dad wants to see Penelope. And I said, Absolutely not. I'm so sorry. You know, there may be a picture of him at my house. And when she's old enough, she'll know he's in prison. He's doing life in prison because he did something illegal that he was not supposed to do. And now he's paying the consequences. You know, you don't need him. You know, if you want to one day write to him, talk to him, by all means, you know. Right, you're not going to stop her. We're not going to stop that. But what I'm not going to do is pressure her into seeing him. Because my birthdays, Nikki, was spent in jail with him visiting my father okay so that's horrible like how the fuck would you do that to somebody you know yeah horrible yeah so yeah. like with me with her and he tells me he was like oh honey i want to see my granddaughter penelope and i tell him no this is the con this is the consequences to your actions and right. you might not have seen this that is your time. loss this is your loss mm -hmm. you know you get to miss out on a beautiful family not because i want to but because she does not deserve that not because right. i'm angry at you but the truth is she doesn't need you I, I, you know, and, and I don't, I don't want to have to do these explanations, but if I have to, I have to teach her, right. like I said before, he right. did something that he wasn't supposed to do, you know, and then leave it up to her later on. So I wish that that would have been done with me and, and somebody would have communicated and spoke the honest truth with me instead of <clears throat> having me wait and made believe that he was coming home because every time that he didn't, I thought it was because he chose his other two kids rather than me you right know? right and it was just horrible yeah yeah so wow that's a lot Gigi. yeah that's just why i drink <laughs> wow i drink <laughs> for other reasons i mean a yeah. lot of a lot of other reasons but yeah that definitely that's a good one that's yeah, a good yeah. reason to drink honestly yeah i mean obviously we use that as a tab I mean, we, as we a taboo thing we don't really drink because of that but <laughs> but i do understand you i mean it's that's something that's very it's very heavy. It's heavy it in your is. mind. It's heavy in your heart. And then it's um, it's like a, a very odd situation because you don't want to um, let that define you or be a defining point of you. But the reality is that that experience is part of you. Yes. So that experience has made me, you know, 
obviously make this obviously go get therapy right right and now i'm not opposed to therapy yeah. now i'm like okay well this helps you're out. now you're an advocate for people that are doubting listen the therapy. let me tell you something therapy helps therapy know? helps and mm -hmm. i know that you know and there are positives to things you know like these things that if i see somebody that's going through the same thing that i'm going through I can shine some light into that to say, hey, listen, this has nothing to do with you. Yeah. You know, like all my life I grew up feeling guilty. And I'm like, why the fuck am I feeling guilty? This right. is I wasn't the one who killed someone. Right. I wasn't the one who went and robbed someone. I wasn't the one who who shot a DEA in Florida here. You right. Know? But yet I was the one who I always you, kept on showing up. Right. I spent my birthdays with you. Yeah. In jail because it made you feel good because you don't want to miss out on your daughter. In her birthday but yeah my birthday has to be spent with you a person who made every single choice without thinking about me like right that you, didn't make you had the choice but you made the wrong one correct so i i had to learn believe it or not i had to go and one of my the therapists that i had at that point was a therapist who specialized in working with criminals and learning survival of the fittest and she taught me all about that and she taught me the cycle the way that these individuals think, think right and it is survival of the fittest i need to survive in this shithole that i'm living in so i have to learn how to use everything possible around me and now i realize that you know no not anymore i stopped supporting him i work i started working to support him to take care of him i put him through fucking bible school and he got his master's degree in theology and i paid for all of that so there's While a lot he of was things. in prison. Yeah. So there was a lot of things that I did. And then you realize that that relationship wasn't healthy, that it's not, this is not the way it's supposed to be. So as an adult now, you take full responsibility. You're like, fuck you. And the mother who, who brought you to this world, I don't hate you, you know, but. Because without you, I wouldn't be here. Correct. So you thank you, them for that. Correct. Right? But I don't hate you and I don't hate the decisions you made. You made them and that's fine. You know, right. and people make decisions. And like you said, he's paying the consequences. You're paying the consequences. And the consequences is that you have a granddaughter that looks exactly like you. And you have a wonderful, beautiful daughter that has survived this world without you and has become uh, an amazing individual, right? And a grown woman that created a whole family for mm -hmm. herself. And um, and you don't get to see that part. You don't get to experience that part. That's the price yeah. you pay for yeah. being selfish. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, his choices were yeah selfish. And then now, as yeah. a with now my current therapist, she teaches me something, and she says, you know, the anger that you have with your dad has uh, nothing. You shouldn't be angry at him. I said, but it's his fault. And she was like, no, it's one person's fault. She says, but it's not your father. And she then brought up, find some light into other things that I didn't see. She says, it's your mom. And then I was like, yeah, we're not talking she about this. She should have never had lied to you. So my mom, she no. was like, your mom is responsible because she was like, think about it. Your dad is in prison. He has no control over anything. If he calls you, somebody has to accept that phone call. If he writes to you, somebody has to accept that mail. Right? Right. And she says, your anger that you have is towards your mom. And I'm helping you work the relationship with your mother. Because until you don't fix that problem then the way that you see your father and all of these issues that you think you have with him, she says they're not real. The only reason you're blaming it on him is because you don't want to blame it on her because you feel guilty that she raised you by yourself. And I'm like, fucking A, I hate you. Yeah. Well, that's <laughs> why they go to it, school for that shit. Correct. So you, they fucking, identify. Uh, reverse psychology. Yeah. They yeah. identify all of those things. And then you, you get to deal with your own problems. So had my mom done something different, 
with that, then I think that it would have paved a different ground paved, for you. Yeah, but then again, I don't know. I don't know how much different, but at least you wouldn't have lived a lie for for that amount of time. Correct. And like now, moving forward, you know, like and then you start thinking, well, because of these experiences, I am who I am today. Correct. Right? Because of these experiences, I'm able to talk about it openly, and because of all of this, I am strong. You know, and there was a moment of weakness in my world, and I overcame that. And uh, and there's sometimes that you have your weak moments, right? Of course, and then you're like, we all do wait, all the fuck. time. Yeah, you're like, wait, fuck, you're Giselle. Like, no, you know, you've been through hell and back, and you've overcame all of this, and it's okay, you know. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. You're a warrior. Oh, I'm very proud you. of you. Thank you. And of course, we're a work in progress all the time. Always. All of us. It's not like we reached our goal yet. It's just every single day we 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 go through. Um, goal little goals right so per, little points that we go through on a daily weekly yearly basis or whatever mm -hmm. that makes us who we are and and gets us to the next step so now so, the question applies to you what i what have i had that has been okay so i definitely don't have anything i think as powerful as you because i grew up with my mom and dad till i was 15 years old but i would say an impact in my childhood, my childhood was pretty good. I can't really complain. Pretty normal. Um, but my dad cheated on my mom. Okay. Um, my dad had a full-blown other life while he yeah. was married to my mom. I have four brothers and sisters while my mom was married to my dad. Oh, wow. Yeah. So he had a full-blown double life. Wow, that's crazy. So my dad worked as a dry cleaner. Okay. Or... Uh, yeah, dry cleaner in a dry cleaning store. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh pretty much my entire life since I was a, a baby. I mean, I don't know him doing anything other than that. Mm -hmm. I'm sure he had other jobs when he was younger, but um in his twenties, he had me when he was, I think, twenty one, if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Twenty or twenty one. Um, baby. He was young and my mom was seventeen Aww. when I was born. So my dad um always told my mom it was like a joke between them that he wanted to have seven kids all the time. He always kids. said, fuck yeah. He's like, I want to have seven kids. I wanna... And my mom's like, yeah, fuck you. I'm, I'm done with three. I was born when she was 17, my brother at 18, and my sister when she was 21. Yeah. So that was it. She was done with the, with the three of us. And apparently that was not enough for him. He kept his word. He wanted seven. So he ended up having seven. He has us three with my mom. And then he has a boy and a girl with another woman and a boy and a girl with another one. So Are you he, close to them? I'm not. Okay. And it's sad. I think that that's something that I, it's one of those little things that I feel like I missed out on yeah, their, yeah, up, yeah. you know, their life and their upbringing. I tried, you know, I try to reach out here and there, little things like through Facebook um, yeah. with my half sister, um, my half brother. I talked to him the other day, like during Christmas time, um, my other half sister, I don't even know if she lives here. Mm -hmm. I think she lives up North. Um, and my half brother did live here with my grandmother for a very long time. My dad, yeah. my mom's, um, my, my dad's mom. Um, so all in all that whole thing, I think that that, um, didn't affect me as much as I thought that it would because I found out when I was older, Okay, maybe had I found out simultaneously when I was younger that that was happening, maybe it would have been something different, but, um, but it, you know, it was just like. When I found out, I was just like, oh, okay, I have 
two sisters and two brothers that I knew nothing about. I don't think that my head wrapped around it mm -hmm. when I was younger. As I got older, I was like, this motherfucker, you know, well, had you a whole separate. Yeah. yeah. I, am, I am the type of person, Gigi, that I, I've never, when I was that, like around that time, like probably my young or my young adult life, 17, 18, 19, 20, like that age, mm -hmm. I would consume myself with work purposely yeah, yeah. not to think about those things or to deal with it because yeah. I've always been a workaholic. Yeah. I mean, I literally have been working since I was 14 yeah. till this day, nonstop. Yeah. And I'm, and I just turned 49 last Saturday, yes. last Friday. So I've never, ever, ever stopped working. I always had two and three jobs. Side note, I think that this is the first time that you've actually disclosed your age, by the way. Oh, oh y'all yeah. know now I'm All knocking right. on 50s door. Okay. Yes. <laughs> so I think that I, I consumed myself in work and because I am a hustler, I think I'm a natural born hustler. And I think that that is also due to the struggles that I saw my mom go through. Of course. You know? Because my mom, when I, I, I love dance, I've already established that. And everyone who knows me knows that I was a dancer pretty much my entire life. So every time I wanted to be in a dance competition or I wanted to be part of like a dance show in school and I was in the dance team, everything cost, a you lot know, of money. Yeah. yeah. So to do, be part of a, a dance thing was $175, $200. And my mom was like, I don't have that fucking money. Like, yeah. you know, de donde tu crees que vas a sacar ese dinero? Yeah. And then I would say, well, that means that I got to work harder to get this money. Yeah, yeah. So I just went and got another job. Yeah. So it was just like that. To me, it was second nature. If she doesn't have the money, I have to find it for myself. Yeah, yeah. And I not only use that as an escape to not deal with the, the, the craziness going on in my house. Mm -hmm. My mom separated from my dad. It was very easy. My dad left, left us the house. And I, from... From what I can think of, and I was, of course, 15 years old, so I wasn't a baby. I remember it vividly. Mm -hmm. I didn't really go through any pain. I don't know if I just chose to be numb to mm -hmm. what was happening, but I was just like, you know what? He made the bad choice, and I, I forgave him. I'm a very forgiving person. Yeah. Like, I let people fuck me, and, and I just turn around and smile back at them the week Are later. Are you still like that now? I think so. Yeah, no, that's not me. Yeah, no, I am. Like I think I, I've realized I that forgive. I am very forgiving. No, I forgive. Too and forgiving, I, actually. I forgive, and if you ever hurt me, I'll forgive you, no problem. But our relationship is not going to be the same. Yeah, you know, it's just not happening. I guess it's. I guess that now because I'm older, it is slightly different. Yeah. Like I put my my walls up, um, to a certain extent. Yeah. Right. So that I don't end up getting hurt again. Right. Of or course. used or, um, misled or yeah, whatever. So. Back to the to the the story, um, so I kind of fast forward. I, I I was in my twenties when I remember uh, one time my dad asked me to go to his house or something to that effect to to meet the kids, all of them. They were yeah. all going to be there, the four of them. Oh wow! And I was the only one that wanted to go. My brother, and my sister didn't want to go, and um, so I was there. I met everybody, and I was just like you know happy go lucky, hi, smiling and hugging. And at the end of the day, when I got back home, my mom was heartbroken and I, I was hurt about the fact that my mom was hurt, but I liked the fact that I met my brothers and sisters Of course, because of I'm course. kind of like teeter totter, right? I'm in the middle and I am like, again, I am a forgiving soul. I yeah. feel that I forgive way too much, much more than what I should. Yeah. And then when I was younger, 
I forgave to the point where um, I felt that I would end up getting hurt again. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So obviously the older I've gotten, I think that the walls have, you know, I've created more strength mm -hmm. to not let those people hurt me again. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm a little bit more guarded, but at the end of the day, I just, I think I'm just a gullible when it comes to people. Um, like I love people. Me too. Yeah. But the thing is that being the peacemaker and making sure everyone's happy all the time doesn't always win any, no. anything. No. And I feel that, you know, I was having this conversation the other day with my cousin and I'm like, you know, I feel that I'm always a peacemaker, but it takes so much work now to be the peacemaker. Like before it was easier. And doesn't it take like energy out of you? Yes, it does. Like you're like, holy shit. Oh my God. Like why does, why is this so hard yeah. to make everybody be peaceful I, and be I, happy? I and think like, that this could be a subject for boundaries too, because yeah. you know, um, you have to set those yeah, boundaries. This has, yeah. Life. Yeah. I agree a hundred percent with what we were talking about before our yeah. other topics, but yeah. Um, so I think that that's kind of, I don't know if that paved me to be a, a different way now or made me stronger. I've actually, I, I didn't go to therapy when I was younger. I started going to therapy after I divorced my ex with mm -hmm. the twins by myself and all that. I did therapy for just probably about a year, mm -hmm. but then I ended up having to go back to therapy because my son needed therapy. So I needed it for him. Um, so we would do like family therapy sessions and then his individual therapy as well. And I think that the therapy, honestly, it helped me cope with my feelings, mm -hmm. but did it help me, um, change the way that I, my perception or the way that I, you know, I am now, I don't, I don't think so. I don't know if I didn't give it time to help me in that way, maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do, I do believe that therapy does work. It does. Honestly, always talking, you know, to someone that doesn't know you on that yeah. level and you can open up to them and tell them everything and but anything. It, well, it gives you know? them a different, it gives you a different perspective of the whole situation. Right. And the wonderful part about it is that, um, they give you the tools to be able to work through it. Right. So it's not really about, let's go back and change the past. Right. That cannot be done. That, right. Right. But you, you can still work on yourself and we can still work on our inner child because what happens is that at the end of the day, when all of these, when all of these things happen to us, our inner child is hurt, right? And our inner child, everyone has this inner child and this is my belief system that we all have this inner child that has, that's hurting because we never work through our stuff, right? Through our bullshit of mm -hmm. life. It's unsolved and it's business. And it's a generational unsolved. thing. Unsolved business, but mm -hmm. probably things that have not even been caused by us. That's right. caused by our family, by yep. culture, by external, external stuff. Mm -hmm. So now we have to learn how to go back to that inner child and say, hey, we're going to fix you up by fixing me up and being able to learn and being able to accept these things that happen and now have the tools to overcome whatever it is that I'm feeling. Um, and at least for me, that, that's what I've learned. You know, that, that's really what I've learned. But in your case, you know, yeah, you are like this sweetie patootie. Right. I didn't know about this forgiving side because I'm like, listen, you do me wrong. I'll forgive you. But you're not stepping foot in my house. Yeah. You know? But that's also. No, my I'm, I'm an issue. asshole. I'm an asshole when it comes to that. Like, you know? I really I like I forgive. I think yeah. I forgive way too much. Yeah. You know, I yeah. do. So. But I think that's the Aquarius in me. You know, the Aquarians. Oh, are, that's I'm an Aquarius. Aquarius? No, mm. no, that's no, yeah. No. But look, it's funny because both my my stepson is Aquarius. His girlfriend's Aquarius. William's Aquarius. 
there are we're all there's so many Aquarians in this house yeah. and we're all opposite and the funny thing is I have other friends that are Aquarius or family members that you know that are have Aquarius they are Aquarius and they're not like me they're not like me at my all Aquarius my grandmother was Aquarius and tough little fucking cookie like you step to her wrong, she'll be like, I will cut you type of attitude. You see? Yes. But I am like that though. I'm strong, but I, when it comes to the forgiving piece, I don't know if it's, again, it yeah. could be things from the past that have yeah, yeah, yeah. brought this weakness in my, in me forgiving or me accepting the blows differently. I don't know. Well, do, you maybe. Think, do you think about it that maybe if, do you feel and just, um, and not to expand on it, but do you feel that if you don't forgive these individuals, what would happen if you don't forgive them? Does that ever occur in your mind? Like, am I going to be responsible that if I don't forgive these individuals, something is going to happen and I'm going to have that guilt inside of me? Maybe. So this is why I forgive them because in el día de mañana, si se mueren, I'm just saying, que no se mueran, no, pero. Yes, yes, I know what you mean. I know I know that I am clear with my mind. I forgive them or whatever. I know exactly what you mean, but I do feel what you just said hit the nail on the nose hit the nose on the nail i don't know where the, the nail, nail on the nose or whatever the what fuck the, hits no. what bottom line i do feel <laughs> that in life yeah i have forgiven because the consequences of me not forgiving are going to be more hurtful to me yes so i am the bigger person mm -hmm. and i forgive yeah and i choose to forgive yeah and be the stronger person yeah so there has been, you know, other occasions. We cannot get into that because we'll have a two and a half hour podcast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But we can continue. This could be TBD or TBC. Or CBD? Or CBD or <laughs> THC or whatever the fuck. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> to go into that, you know, we can we can continue. There's definitely other, um, I'm sure you have other situations in your life that have paved things differently for you. Oh, I have. Yes. Yeah. And lots, so do I, I lots. think we have tons. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, so at the end of the day, I think that that taboo, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and, um, you learn from your mistakes. You know, I don't like that saying. No, no, I don't. What doesn't kill you make you strong. I'm like, don't fucking shit. It fucking takes you to therapy. It either makes, you know, you're either popping pills, you become an alcoholic, you do yeah. all of these other things. Yeah, I guess. I mean, so, I, I guess it. I, I guess that that is going to be something that it depends on the person. What doesn't kill you gets you fucked up. What doesn't? There you go. <laughs> what doesn't kill you gets you fucked up. But that's, that's it is. Better. Uh, it is on you not to play that victim role. It is on you to say. That you know what, God? And to be above it. Yes. This yeah. has been tough and I am on ground zero right now and I can't take it anymore and I am done, but I am so tired of feeling this way that I want better. Yeah. Right. And it is up to you to do the work because doing the work is so hard. I know. Doing the work is harder and feeling the, the feelings is hard in comparison to just saying, fuck it. Let's put it on the side and I don't have time to take care of this. Yeah. You know, and I'm just going to play this victim role and that's it. Yeah. So I don't necessarily believe that what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. I think that what doesn't kill you, you end up fucking fucked up. But then you realize, holy shit, I yeah. have a lot of work to do, you know, and I think I think it's that is going to fit. It doesn't, it's not one size fits yeah. all. Like, does that does, make sense? Yeah, it does. Like, I like what doesn't kill you makes you more aware. Yeah. And you're aware of everything. Like, I'm aware of my surroundings. I'm aware of my feelings. I'm aware of who I am. 
I'm aware of how I can do certain things a certain way. And if you ask me why I am the way I am, I can pinpoint them and nail them out for you. Yeah. And I can tell you all of my fucking red flags, you know, and I can tell you what my fucked up shits are. Right. You know, but that's because I, I, I feel that didn't I, kill me. Exactly. They didn't <laughs> fucking kill you. I think that um, uh, in life, we are obviously we learn from mm -hmm. every single experience that we have, bad or good. And I think that those things teach us to appreciate who we are today. Correct. At the end of the day, we all have good experiences, bad experiences, not so great, not so bad. Yeah. They're all over the place, yeah, right? Yeah. But but they pave the way to who we have become. Of course. It is our job now to be the heroes to who we are meant to be. Correct. Right? Correct. Yeah. So um, you know, do we want my my tío ñoño, Tati's husband, always Coño, says... Everybody has a nickname? Everybody has a fucking Holy nickname. Shit. Tati, ñoño, Toto, Chichi, eh, Lala, Lili, Gigi, Lulu, Lulu, Pupu, everybody. <laughs> we all have nicknames. All right. Listen, um, ñoño says, <laughs> hay una vida. Remind me who ñoño is. Ñoño is Tati's husband. Nyonyo is you. I think you've met him. He's the one with the white hair and the blue eyes. He's Chi Chi's stepfather. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Okay. You've met him at some point. Yeah. Anyway, he always says, "Hay una vida mejor que esta." No debería haber coño. Pero es más cara. So yo me quedo en esta. Mm. He always says that, and it's so cute because I always tell him, "You know what, Nyonyo, you're right. There might be a life that's better than this, but it costs more money." Yeah, but if this is the one we can afford, let's fucking live it up. That's let's it. Party and it make out the best of it, and make the best of it. Yeah. So we do what we can with what we have, of course, and and obviously stay strong, stay healthy, and and move forward to positive thinking all the time. I wake yes. up in the morning and I I thank God for another day. That's the first thing I do when I open my eyes, and then I just say, you know what? I'm gonna try to make this day the best that I can. There's days like the other day I told you, Gigi, I just don't I don't want to work. It's not that I don't feel like working. Yeah. So I don't want to work. That was yesterday, but I brought you Chick-fil-A sandwich. And you bought me Chick-fil-A and it made it all better. Yeah. But yeah, so there's just days that I wake up and I'm just like, Ugh. I know. I, I, I want to like, and then it's cold outside. So I was like, can we just cuddle in my couch and my fucking comfort, yeah. in a little comforter? So just FYI, oh let me God. just put this out there to our listeners, right? It is 11.22 p.m. today, right? On Tuesday. On Tuesday night. Turn up on a Tuesday. No, nobody's fucking turning up right now. Um, <laughs> She's got to go back to Penny. <laughs> yeah. But I just realized how my day went. Like, I have two fucking full-time jobs. I know. Right? So, our day, so it's okay to have those days where you're like, I don't want to fucking work. Listen, I didn't wake up here with my sugar daddy or rich, and I'm praying for that. I know. And every single day, Sergio sends me back to work. And he's like, <laughs> um, I cannot. No, bitch. I cannot. I'm not taking care of you like this. Listen, so. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest. Now that you, you brought that up. <laughs> I tell Louis all the time. I, I met Louis, and of course, you know, in 2009. And um, the motherfucker knocked me up three months afterwards. So we ended up having my, the biggest joy of my life, Willie. Yes. But... I, I told him at that point, I was like, I am not looking for a sugar daddy. I'm polar opposite because throughout my life, I have always, we've always had this conversation like with my cousins or friends or whatever. And they're always like, oh, I want a sugar daddy. I am a person that K 
can never, I don't know if it's again because of what's happened yeah. in my life, I can never depend on a person. Yes. To, so that's very difficult. Mm -hmm, yeah. I can't. Yeah. I can't. I can't. If a person, it would have to be like a multi-millionaire. Okay, so I'll just share with you. I, I wish one day that Sergio's going to, and I know we just changed topics, but then we're going to Oh my God, I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. We're going to end it. We're and we'll go into this soon. actually, our, our next, we could talk about this afterwards. Pero I wish that I can wake up in the morning and Sergio was like, you know what, baby, you don't have to work anymore. Just take care of Penny. And if you work, it's because of you, but here's your money to spend for the whole fucking week. Go to your Starbucks, go to your Target, go shopping, buy whatever you need to shop, and life is good, you know? But, you know, I have a good man at home, so just I'll be grateful. There you go. Yes, be grateful. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't, I can't, I don't think, I think my sanity yeah. needs, I need to be on the go all the time because I would have um, anxiety, maybe pan. I don't know. I, I, I just, I'm not cut out have, that way. But we're all that. different. We're all different. That. No, I don't. No, okay. mm. no. I'd rather I'd rather drink. Blink. You cannot me. drink and drink pills. Yes, That's not can. a good I thing. Do it. Oh my God, no! Yeah. You I just can't. blink whenever you need it. Just. <laughs> Anyways, guys. So we love you guys. Uh, next week, I think that we should really uh, go home back into these subjects again because I think that they're very important to have. Mm -hmm. um, um, because they're just that important to have there you go yes so we'll continue this subject next week and it'll be interesting because it allows you guys also to just see us as regular individuals just like yourself going through some bullshit our past shit you yep. know with fucking family yep. our family our kids our pts and all of the bullshit that all we the deal bullshit with. that comes with it yes but we're here we're we're two women that are strong yeah. And fighting every day to move forward. And I think that this, remember in our first podcast that we did for 2024, I believe I told you I wanted to be more intentional, more raw, more like out there with my feelings mm -hmm. and bringing that uh, vulnerability into yep. place. So this is it. Especially to our show and yeah. our listeners. This yep. is what it's all about. Um, have a great evening, guys. We love you. See you next time. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.